0: Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? I <laughs> no idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. This is going to go the distance. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath.
0: Taking a look at seven home games on the NFC side. The Bucs hosting the Bengals. Are we going to get all three of the top wide receivers for, for Joe Burrow in this game? Could be. Uh, we've got the Cowboys, or sorry, the Commanders and the Giants. I'm all out of sorts. The Commanders and the Giants. Huge game. Do we trust Saquon Barkley this week? Uh, Deontay Foreman up against Najee Harris. Which running back do we prefer in that game? Is this going to be another big week for Christian Watson? We'll talk about all these games and more. Um working on, you know, before we started, I was trying to think of a of a Purdy pun that people haven't used. Like, oh, Purdy good, all that. So I'm going to try to work in silly Purdy at some point uh, while we talk about the game. But happy Friday to Dave and Jamie. Dave, you look disgusted. Uh, sorry for the bad pun. What's up, Dave?
1: Uh, I don't know why you're not brocking and rolling like the Ooh. 49ers offense has been over the past few games. He's He played great again. Another game where Brock Purdy... Stayed within the the offensive game plan. Um, did a good job keeping his eyes on George Kittle on that second touchdown. A couple of errant throws a little bit as the game went on. Eventually, I wonder what's going to happen when defenses start to really clamp down on those shorter throws. I, I, I think he can help them make a run in the playoffs. I don't think they're dead in the water at all just because they don't have Garoppolo under center.
0: It is it is some a dot I'll tell you 5.4 <laughs> 5.2 5.7 that yeah. he if he is qualified at this point but he's the lo- he's the lowest got the lowest a dot in the NFL
1: it's true what was Garoppolo's a dot if you want me to look it up I'd be happy I to. got you
0: but okay, why don't you talk good. about your thoughts on the game and Jamie hi good morning Jamie good morning uh Dave go ahead give me your give me your fantasy takeaways. You know, how about Ayuk as good as Kittle was. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of pass volume to go around here, but you right. know, Chris asked me this on FT and 5 last night. Do you trust Ayuk and Kittle going forward? And uh I, what do you think?
1: Well, I think Kittle's a lot easier to trust because of the, the position that he plays. Um playing against Washington next week, boy, going to be tough on Christian McCaffrey, huh?
2: Hmm.
1: Uh Ayuk is still in the range of a flex wide receiver, especially in PPR. So really, it's, it's the same dilemma that we've had with the 49ers all along. They're not a team that wants to throw the ball all over the place. And I, I think you just have to accept that there are going to be some down games. We saw for Kittle mostly over the last couple of weeks, and Ayuk had his down game this week. And that's just kind of how it is for the 49ers moving forward.
0: Uh Jimmy Garoppolo's A dot his or intended air yards per pass attempt six point nine. For Purdy, it's something like five point nice. seven. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I think you all right, well that's that's the 49ers. Let's talk about the Seahawks here, Jamie. And um Tyler Lockett has a broken finger and could yeah, miss right. some time. Yeah, could mi- who knows, could I miss remember. the rest of the season. They lost starting defensive tackle Brian Moan in the first quarter. He has a significant ACL injury. Is it Moan or Monet? Oh, it might be Monet. I, I don't know, actually. Um, and Jordan Brooks, their star linebacker, he left in the fourth quarter with a neck injury, so it was a really rough day for them, not to mention they're really on the cusp. But, you know, they got they got the Chiefs next week. Playoffs not looking great for Sam- or Seattle right now, but from a fantasy standpoint, do you trust them to bounce back next week at the Chiefs?
2: Um, I mean, I trust that there's going to be a lot of pass volume, so I trust Dino Smith, even without Tyler Lockett, to be a low-end starter. Uh, he would be a high-end starter if there was Tyler Lockett. So hopefully, you know, he he could find a way to play through this if that's possible. Um, but it doesn't sound likely. Uh, Marquise Goodwin becomes somebody that you should be picking up. You know, in the in the instance of being like a, a number three receiver, um, I I probably would feel a little bit better about Marquise Goodwin than I would Brandon Ayuk right now, to be honest with you. Um, so mm. there's a uh, there's there's a lot to like about his situation. No Fant, you know, uh, he saw a little, little spike in targets the last couple of games and. um you know, scoring last night, you know, makes you feel a little bit better. Uh, so there's there's still ways around this. You know, DK Metcalf, I I, I think, is is clearly must our guy, and, and Ken Walker will be fine. So you know, I didn't really when I was doing notes for the HQ show for for tomorrow. You know, this was before the the locket injury. I was like, really, nothing changed. Right. You know, to be honest, um, the, the the target volume was still there. Forty four pass attempts for Geno Smith. Um, it's just they played a great defense, and and the Chiefs are not the same level of defense by far.
0: Yeah, and I feel bad with the whole Geno Smith over Mike White thing. Hopefully Mike White outscores Geno Smith. It's a sinking feeling when you when you are passionate about something and then it plays out on Thursday night and it doesn't go your way. Uh, but, you know, I'll tell you something that from a fantasy standpoint that I, that I said a lot yesterday, and I don't know why I said it because I don't even believe it. I believe this is what the problem with the Bucs has been all year. You know, I said, well, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. So I like Geno Smith, you know, to throw a lot... I don't think it's good for a quarterback when a team is not able to, when his team is not able to run the ball. You don't on one end of the, on the spectrum. You don't want the team to run the ball so well that they can't pass or they don't have to pass. But you also don't want third and seven, third and eight, third and thirteen all the time. You want some balance, and uh, that's just something I'm going to be more cognizant of going forward.
2: I think it matters also who you're talking about too. Like, you know, you don't want Geno Smith probably throwing the ball 44 times against San Francisco. You know, but you'll take despite the numbers, you'll take Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball 44 times against the Texans. You know? Yeah. So, I
0: mean, he's in his own category. But I just mean, I, you know, you don't want a one-dimensional offense. I think it makes it tough on the quarterback when your team has no running game, is I guess what I'm trying to say.
2: Well, I, I guess, yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I don't know if you put, a, put it in a blanket. Um, no. I think that's <laughs> – it, it's probably so case by case. Because, like, I'm thinking Jalen Hurts last season when he was throwing the ball so much in the beginning part of the season and they mm-hmm. couldn't run the ball.
0: Could they not run the ball, or just did they not want to? They
2: didn't want to. They didn't run want the to. But but he's he was running, you know. So that that's why yeah. I'm saying like it can't really necessarily put everybody in the same category, you know. So, um, like Trevor Lawrence would be a good test test case this week, probably the next two games.
0: That's true. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. And Lawrence, like, if he's third and long a lot against that pass rush, it might it might go like we saw last night. I don't know. All right. I think it's kind of a whatever. But if he got game. that second
2: touchdown, it would have been great.
0: He didn't even come close to getting a second touchdown. In fact, he only no, if he, a, if he a had gotten
2: one. I mean, hey, if uh if Diggs gets the interception short field, you know, you never yeah. know how that could have turned out.
0: Yeah, they're gonna be ruining that one. All right, uh, we've got a merchandise store for you, everybody. If you wanna get some uh some FFT merch, you wanna you've dominated your fantasy league, you're in the playoffs, if you wanna say thank you or just rep us. Go to our merchandise store. You can find the uh the CBS Sports Store link in the episode description, wherever you're watching or listening. And we have a promo code for you, Fantasy Football20. Only available for our listeners and viewers. Go to the store and get and get twenty percent off your purchase with the promo code FantasyFootball20. We've got uh, we got hats, sweatpants, mugs, t-shirts, i got the long sleeve t-shirt, we got sweatpants, we got laser engraved pint glasses, water bottles, more to remind your buddies how you beat them in your fantasy league. And again, the code is fantasyfootball20. The link is in the episode description or you can just google CBS Sports Store Fantasy Football Today. All right. Uh, looking at, we got three Saturday games, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Next week, we have almost the entire slate on Saturday on Christmas Eve, but we got the Colts and the Vikings, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Miami, Buffalo. Let's throw it over to our weather desk. And Dave Richard, I don't know if you have any update on the Bills and the Dolphins weather, Dave. What do you got for us, meteorologist Dave Richard?
1: Love it when you send it over to the weather desk without me having a clue that you're sending it over to me at the weather desk. Oh, so I'm sorry. I didn't kill- tell you. Like thirty seconds? No, you didn't.
2: Well, I, I think the game, uh, Dave. I'll, 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 uh, I'll vamp for go you. Go ahead and uh, take over. Can...
1: Let's go to Jamie at the weather. Oh, no, no, we go to Minnesota. I think we'll be
2: fine. The game in Minnesota. I think we'll be okay. You think I, so? I'll, I'll, I'll take the weather report on that one. Um, have you been be to Minnesota, fine. Jamie? Um, You've been there, right? Yeah, I, I think the game should be okay. Um, You've been to I'll Minnesota, right?
0: For the Super Bowl, did you go to that one?
2: Yes. Oh my God, that was <laughs> the coldest, coldest experience of my life. That uh, the, it was it was a thirty second walk. The coldest experience of my life. From the security <laughs> checkpoint to the stadium, it was a wind tunnel. I've never been colder.
0: Oh, my Damn God. Damn
2: Florida kids.
0: Are you good now, meteorologist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I All got right. It. Let's uh, send it over to meteorologist Dave Richard for our weather update for Saturday.
1: Wait a minute. This isn't the game of the week. Oh, it's the game
0: of the week. This is the a week. terrible game of the Why? week. Why? This Dolphins isn't going to be the game of the week today, at all. I know, but... We were trying to trick you with the weather for the game of the week. Hey, not a great slate
1: this week, Dave Richard. Let's hope the Dolphins I, and the Bills. I was hoping through. you were going to go with Cowboys Jaguars. I think that's a game that could be the game of the week. This could, one could be the oh, crap. Tyreek Hill helped me get into the playoffs and now I'm out week. Um, I don't care about the weather update, but if you have it, you might as well
2: get it. He's me. the one I worry about the
1: least. Uh, winds are going to be 10 to 15 miles an hour, 80% chance of snow. The forecast has actually gone up three to five inches of snow expected 27 degrees. Uh, it will be cold. It will be snowing and it could be windy. These are not the best conditions to have a a, a quarterback who doesn't have a cannon arm throwing to your dynamic wide receivers. Plural. There are two in Miami. Okay. snow game ever. Yeah. Yeah. First snow game. Now it's not like he's never like seen snow. He's probably played in snow before. I mean, it's snow, not well, like not he's, no, Colorado. not a, It's his first snow game. I read in that. a game, no, but like messing around. Like I, I, I'm not ready to completely discount it. But we're gonna get to Saturday.
2: I mean, messing around in Hawaii, Alabama, or Miami. <laughs> it
1: snows in Alabama. It's cold as hell in Alabama. I've been there for the Senior Bowl and experienced it. Look, I'm I'm already nervous about Tua, even if it was perfect conditions. Because this is a tough matchup. That pass rush is going to be on him. That's a problem for him. And the, the two ways to combat what what they've been doing on offense for them, for the Dolphins, the things that they could change with their offense, is number one, run the ball more, which, uh, Jamie, you've talked about it. You don't think that that's going to happen. And number two... They just don't throw- do it. Oh. They don't do it. If they, if they throw shorter, he's going to need to complete a lot of passes and get a lot of some... Mm. fortuitous plays from his receivers in order for that to come through. I actually yeah. moved him behind Geno before the game last night. We'll see if that's that proves to be good or not. But the weather is just the cherry on top of what could be a tough game for Tua.
0: Okay, we did talk about that game at length yesterday. If you want to hear more about Bills and Dolphins, that is on the AFC Home Game Show. Uh, I was just thinking about this weird weird observation about running backs who are not involved in the passing game. That's the name of the segment here. Got I like them. Yeah, there's a lot of with yeah, great matchups for these running backs, these running backs that you're usually a little afraid of in PPR. I mean, obviously, the, Miles Sanders is, the, is the, the poster child. He's the head of the class. He's at the Bears. He's going to crush them probably. Top 12 for all three of our analysts in both formats. But you got Dobbins, Pacheco, about Deontay Foreman, especially if Larry Ogunjobi doesn't play for the Steelers. Uh, Brian Robinson against the Giants. You know, it's weird, Jamie. And if PPR league, I always get a little nervous, and I still will be, to put guys like this in the lineup, but all things considered, it's a pretty, almost all of them have like very favorable matchups, Sanders, Dobbins, Pacheco, Foreman, Robinson.
2: 100%. Um, You know, the the one I think that, you know, maybe makes you the most nervous, at least for me is, is Foreman just because of what we saw, uh, you know, from Hubbard last week. But, I mean, clearly, you know, you're you're talking about these guys have the chance for 15-plus touches. You know, in some cases, they could be 20-plus touches if things go right for their game script. Um, But they may not even need that, you know, just based on some of the scenarios that they're dealing with here. Uh, The nice thing for Sanders and and Pacheco is you've seen a little bit of – and even Robinson. You know, you've seen, you know, two to three catches, you know, in recent weeks. So, hopefully, that continues for those guys. So, yeah, I I think they're all in in great spots, great matchups. Hopefully, they deliver. And, you know, this is – this is why it doesn't always have to be, you know, you need a, a, a Christian McCaffrey type of situation you know, where the guy is catching more passes really in, in some cases than they're running the ball to help you. Clearly, that was not the case in McCaffrey last night or really his career, but you get my point. You know, you don't necessarily just need the guy to rely on, on his reception total to help you.
0: Let's do our news and notes here. Tyler Huntley is going to play for the Baltimore Ravens. They're at Cleveland on Saturday. Dave, Tyler Huntley ended up where in your rankings?
1: Around 24th. I'm not excited about him. I wasn't that excited about him last week. I think that they can run like crazy against Baltimore. I'm a big fan of J.K. Dobbins this week.
0: Comment in our chat, Sean Watson or Tyler Huntley?
2: I'll start Watson. Uh, is- uh, I would start Watson too, but they're very close. Uh, Huntley's more like 20 for me, but Watson's like 18. So,
0: Okay. It says non-PPR if that makes a difference.
2: <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson was limited, so... As of now, not expected to start Russell Wilson, right? Not ranking him? Correct. And who do you think plays quarterback? Well, I guess we'll talk about this game later, but who do you think plays quarterback for the Steelers this week?
2: I think they start Trubisky, but he has a very short leash.
0: Okay.
2: Sounds like something they'd do.
0: At running back, Aaron Jones should be good to go. Dave brought up the fact that I put Ken Walker is going to play in the notes, so I'll just tell you all that. I, I did it before the show. You I, didn't yeah. have to bring it up. Well, That's funny. I expect Ken Walker to play this week and have somewhere. Uh, around how do you think he'll do? I think I think he'll have a, a big catch late in the game to kind of salvage his day. <laughs> uh, Khalil Herbert next week, maybe. Let's see. What's What do you care about here? Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson is questionable and uh, really don't know at this point. So we did talk about this yesterday, but all those guys I just mentioned – Sanders, obviously, but Dobbins, Pacheco, Foreman, Brian Robinson. If Jeff Wilson is out, would you start Raheem Mostert over any of those guys? Do- Dobbins, Pacheco, Foreman, Robinson.
1: No way. The only one I'd consider would be Foreman. And I don't know if I've got the 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 guts to do that. So he's right behind right. Foreman in my rankings. He's 25th.
0: Mostert. Okay. What about Najee Harris or
2: Mostert? If Wilson's Naj- out. I've got Najee, Foreman, Mostert, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back oh. Jack. Yeah, I would go Najee, Foreman, skip about seven spots, and then Mostert. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, Saquon Barkley is feeling much better <clears throat> off the injury report. Did this give you guys more confidence in Saquon Barkley?
2: Um, no, still feel the same. You know, I, I, I think you're looking at uh, a, a hopefully a lot of work, and hopefully a lot of work in the passing game. And then, you know, chance to score. I mean, he he played well against them the last time these two teams met. So, fantasy wise,
0: he scored. Yeah, he scored. Yeah, he did. Uh, Yeah, five catches too. Yeah, yeah. He's been getting. They've been throwing to the running backs a lot more lately with them losing, and uh, or tying. (laughs) So that's hopefully will give Barkley a little bit of a floor. Um, Is Barkley ahead of that group other than Miles Sanders, of Dobbins, Pacheco, Foreman, Robinson?
1: I have Barkley one spot behind Dobbins in PPR. And if he's feeling better and you you remember what he did against Washington, it was like 80 total yards and a touchdown. He had five catches on top of that. That should be better than what Dobbins does in full PPR. So he's probably going to move ahead of Dobbins. Sanders. All
0: right. So he's either second or third on the list. If you include Sanders. So
1: call it second.
0: Okay. So Sanders Barkley, then the rest um, Steve, uh, Dave Patriots running backs what do we got
1: great question no idea it sounds like Damian Harris is on track to play and Ramondre Stevenson is not if that's the case Harris would be a number two fantasy running back preferable and non PPR don't know how much he'll actually catch the ball in full PPR if they're both out if Stevenson and Harris are out then it's Pierre strong leading the way with Kevin Harris helping him out and Pierre strong would be a high end number three running back in that situation
0: OK, you know, I'm going to ask you, Damian Harris, put him on that list with Dobbins, Pacheco, Foreman Robinson. If if Stevenson's out and Harris plays, Damian Harris.
1: Yeah, he'd be behind Pacheco. Uh,
2: Yeah, he's right there with Robinson. I mean, I think you're looking at almost a very similar type of stat line, you know, 20 touches, probably, you know, 15 to 18 carries uh, two to three catches. You know, I mean, Harris was catching the ball even when Stevenson was playing, you know, right, so that, right. that that's I think is a good sign for him.
0: Yeah, be another yeah. Yeah, it would be a nice. Yeah, it would be nice if you st- stuck with Damian Harris. It would be a nice uh, early holiday present. Yep. All right, wide receivers. Ooh, Brandon Cooks practiced. Oh man, I almost want him to play so I can get out of this Chris Moore take because I feel.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, he I
2: 24 for me this week. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I never said that. I don't think I said that. You said that.
2: if I had rankings, he'd be right around 24. That's what
0: I said, right? And I, I stand yeah. by that. But I think more like 30. Um
2: It's easy when you don't have rankings to say that. Ah, yeah, no, I dropped him a few spots. <laughs> I did drop him in
0: my theoretical rankings to about 30 with the whole Driscoll thing. Uh but if Cooks plays then you're not going to start anyone, right?
2: Um no, I would not want to start Chris Moore if one of the two guys plays.
0: Or Cooks? Right. And Collins does not seem like he's going to play.
2: Right. Um,
0: we could get Hardman and Tony back this week. Let me ask you this more, more broadly, Dave. We could get Hardman and Tony back this week. Uh, we could get Renfro back this week. We could get Romeo Dobbs. He's expected to play. Do you think any of those guys, Hardman, Tony, Renfro, Dobbs, impact any receiver on their team?
1: Sure. I mean, especially if it's Hardman and Tony in Kansas City. Those are two more targets for Mahomes and fewer targets to go around for everybody else in a game where they might not have to throw that much. So it might be hands off of all Kansas City wide receivers if both of those guys are back. I'm hoping that Harbin plays just enough to work in that red zone role that he was in before he got hurt. He scored in four straight games.
2: And what I say on
1: HQ, say Jamie, 13 PPR points. Is that what it is? In each uh, of those, when he, started, games? when
2: he started his stretch of games, it was 11 or more. Okay,
1: so still a fine starter is at least a flex. Hopefully he plays in that role. We've seen Kansas City kind of take their time with wide receivers when they've come back from injuries before. Um, okay, but you, but you're sa-
0: it's sounding like if Tony and Hardman play that you'd consider sitting Juju.
2: Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't really change anything on Juju. I, I don't think we, we have yet to see how Tony will work with Hardman because Tony wasn't playing when Hardman was doing his thing and then Tony had... Is game and a half appearance. So to me, Tony's really a non-factor. Um, Juju's best stretch of games came when Harden was still on the field, you know. So or at least that was the start of it. So uh, I, I don't think things changed so much for Juju. Um, in terms of the other guys, obviously Mac Hollins is a big loser if uh, both Hart, both uh, Waller and and Renfro are back. And I think Josh Jacobs, you got to be a little concerned about his reception total because you know this this is what happened to him last year. Waller and Drake went out, his receptions just spiked. This year Waller and Renfro go out his reception spiked so he'll still be a factor in the passing game but maybe just not to the same extent um Dobbs is interesting because you got to wonder what happens we have not seen Dobbs and Watson together yeah you know that's that's not something that we've seen I, I wouldn't necessarily change my opinion on Watson but it is something to keep an eye on there so if, if Dobbs does take away a target or two or a big player or two um, that could be a problem for Watson you know so if you have a buy like I've Watson and one team on a buy you know so I'm, I'm gonna keep an eye on that one. Um, I can't imagine they go away from Watson, but you just never know. And so, uh, and then the other one to keep an eye on Adam, obviously is, uh, Devante Smith's targets have been huge without Dallas Gardner. Oh yeah. You know, so Goddard that- coming back, you know, if, if you have Devontae Smith again, you know, you don't know, he's, he's certainly been a big part of their offense and has had some big games with Goddard, but you know, he's been eight plus targets in, in every game since Goddard got hurt. And so will that continue?
1: And they're playing against a bears team that might not give much fight against the yeah. run game. Right. I'm Could thinking, be another low volume passing right, day for right. another quarterback.
0: Uh, it you it guys might it might be, but pretty high know, I mean
2: they've had a couple of those recently and it hasn't really mattered.
1: Guess guess where
0: Devontae Smith ranked per game with Dallas Goddard, first nine games of the season?
2: Like thirty fifth?
0: Oh. Wow. Nice work. Uh yeah, thirty wide receiver thirty five per game. You guys wow. have him like eighteenth. Okay, we got to move on here. I'm sorry, taking a while with these injuries. Amari Cooper's going to play. Rondell Moore is on IR. Cortland Sutton is not expected to play. Well, I shouldn't say that. He keeps missing practice. Uh, Deontay Johnson mispracticed with a hip injury. We'll keep an eye on that. Dallas Goddard trending in the right direction. Could that get Darren Waller back this week. Not going to have Hayden Hurst, most likely. Daniel Bellinger expects to play. Pat missed practice with a foot injury, but he expects to play. On the offensive line, uh, Tyrone Smith might play for the Cowboys, and he might play right tackle. On the defensive side, keep an eye on Quinn and Williams. He's been missing practice. He's the Jets' maybe their best player. He's so good, um, and he's a, he'd be a big miss for them if they don't have him against Detroit. Uh, Houston still beat up in the secondary. Stingley and Nelson don't look good right now. Uh, Vita Veya likely out this week for the Bucks. That's good news for Mixon. I mentioned that yesterday. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi, I talked about that. He he mispracticed for the Steelers. He's their starting defensive tackle. They are much better against the run when Oganjobi's on the field compared to when he is off the field.
1: Okay. Um, that would be two defensive linemen, two starting defensive linemen down for the Steelers if he's out. Because Warmly's also done right here with an injury. That's right. And they've been bad against the run anyway.
0: I'm basically just going to repeat uh, the, the week 16 waiver wire segment that I did for beat the waiver wire here. If you need a quarterback, Mike white and Daniel Jones, the new Yorkers might be the two best. Mike white has Jacksonville. Daniel Jones is at Minnesota. I'm not really paying attention to roster percentage right now. I know Jones is widely rostered, but very possible that he's been dropped. Um, Tyler Huntley, if he plays next week, would get Atlanta, but hopefully Lamar Jackson's back. Sam Darnold against Detroit. Uh, it's too late to pick up Rock Purdy. Um, maybe Kenny Pickett if he's back against Vegas and possibly Jordan Love at Miami if you're in a super flex league. You never know if they they stop trying. Um, Elijah Moore's a guy that has some momentum. You could pick him up. All they
2: got the help guys. last night, though, right, with Seattle losing? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Who did?
0: The Packers. Packers.
1: Yeah, I mean, technically.
0: Elijah Moore is a guy you could take a look at uh, basically all, any of the Jets. And, you know, Zay Jones, if he's still available. Traylon Burks, not, you know, the roster percentages aren't rising that much. So keep an eye on them. Tyler Conklin gets the Jaguars. Kate Ottens at Arizona. Daniel Bellinger's at Minnesota. Hayden Hurst, if he's back at New England. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a great spot for him. And pick up the Tennessee DST They're against Houston. The Bengals are at the Patriots. The Vikings get the Giants. Don't love that. Uh, the Broncos are at the Rams. And if anybody drops Tampa Bay, they're at Arizona next
2: week. I don't mind the Steelers also. It's going to be a cold-weather game for Derek Carr in the road. Primetime game. So we know how that's gone from.
0: Yeah, you may not need to stash a DST. It seems like there should be plenty. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll do one question for each game, and we'll get into seven NFC home games
2: right after this. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
0: One question for each game, starting with the Bengals and the Buccaneers. Start or sit Rashad White. Dave Richard?
1: I've got him closer to a sit than a start. It's harder to do that in full PPR because he's given you at least 10 full PPR points in each of his past four games. The thing that worries me is it's the snap share. He's almost 50-50 with Fournette. Had more carries than Fournette last week. I hope that happens again this week. And it, it is nice that he's got a good floor of like, Seven to eight PPR points because of the catches that he gets in the offense. But it's a tough matchup for him and he's going to share. Starting PPR,
2: flex none.
0: Double digit PPR fantasy points in four straight games and a lot of catches. How about you? Great note there, Adam. Well, you said, did you say that?
1: 10 plus. Same thing.
0: You said the floor of like eight. Before that. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. Did you it's say all the, that? I do that to you guys all the time. Did you
0: say the Bengals allow 3.1 yards per carry to running backs with DJ reader on the field? You missed it? I sang that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Damian Harris, if Stevenson is out, or Rashad White?
2: Harris.
1: I, I would definitely take Harris in non-PPR. It's closer in full PPR, but I think I'd go with Harris.
0: All right. Rams at Packers. Let's stick with Rashad White. Would you start Rashad White or Christian Watson?
2: Watson. Uh, I'd start Watson. There's just more upside. Okay. There's more.
0: Uh, Christian Watson or Devonte
1: Smith?
2: Watson, it's Watson. Oh, okay. if Goddard's back.
1: If Goddard's not yeah. back, it's still close. It's close without Goddard.
0: Okay, Colts at Vikings. Are you feeling it, Jamie? And do you have Pitmania?
2: <laughs> I do have Pitmania. I'm not uh, feeling it this week. Um, uh, I think you know. Last week, I liked his setup mostly because of what the projected score was going to be and his matchup. You know, this week it's going to be a much lower scoring game, and the matchup's terrible. So. Uh Thielen is more of a mid number three receiver as opposed to last week when I had him as a low end number two receiver. And you know, he came through with a stat line basically that I thought, you know, similar to what he did the first time against Detroit. Uh six for 60, or six for 75 or seven. I'm sorry, seven for sixty-five and a touchdown. And so I don't think he scores this week. I think he'll still get around seven to eight targets, but I mm-hmm. think it's just a lower stat line this week.
0: Yep. That's Thielen you're talking about.
2: Yes. That's Pittman, I think, has a, a chance for a huge game. I mean, that's yeah. just an absolutely miserable secondary they're probably going to be throwing a lot of their chasing points. And I think he's got potentially top 10 upside if he scores in PPR. But a very safe number to receive in PPR. Higher floor than Thielen, too.
0: We'd, uh, we were tasked to do Saturday DFS lineups for Fantasy Football Today on HQ this afternoon, and Pittman was the first player I put in.
2: I did a cold stack.
0: Oh, I did a Viking stack. <laughs>
2: Uh, Philadelphia. It'll be different to win, Dave. You can't sit there and yeah. just put in Christian McCaffrey in the cap this spot every week. It's just gotta. Yeah, be the-
1: but you know, you
2: cash with Christian McCaffrey in the I'm not trying to cash. I'm trying to win. Okay, well,
0: I'll cash. I'm never going to win.
2: <laughs> take your six bucks. I'd love to. <laughs> I'll take six over negative
1: five.
0: Uh, Philadelphia at Chicago, Dave. Starter sit David Montgomery.
1: I'm starting David Montgomery. It's it's with some reluctance, of course, but he plays so much, gets so many targets. Uh, or touches, I should say. He gets some targets too, and always potential to score in that offense. Yeah, <sighs> there it is. I
0: thought Heath was, yeah, Heath could come in and tell you why he has him in the top ten. We had this debate on Wednesday. We we'll talk about it a little bit more later. Uh, he's the number two running back for Jamie and Dave. Number one running back for Heath.
2: I think he's got a good floor. I think you're getting 13 points from him. Uh, he's done that basically all three games without Khalil Herbert. And there have been five running backs with at least 17 total touches against Philadelphia this season, which is what he's gotten in all three games without Herbert there. And all five of them have scored at least 13
0: points. Here's the problem, though. I would bet three of those were without Jordan or Davis. Without Jordan
2: yep. Or one of them was week
1: one. One was almost certain. DeAndre Swift one.
0: was week one. And yep. he's the only running back, I think, with more than 14 carries against the Eagles with Jordan Davis playing. Because he can't run on them. So, you know, why try?
2: Yeah, but I mean, he's going to be involved in the passing game. It's, it's, he? he's, he's He's got enough opportunities. I, he'll probably... also came through against the Patriots, and that was a tough
1: it was. run defense at the time. So, I, I, you got to start him as a number two guy.
0: Atlanta at New Orleans, Jamie. Who do you think... Uh, who do you like better? I mean, I'm I'm assuming you like both, but Kamara or Olave? Who are you more excited about this week?
2: Oh, very excited about uh, Kamara. You know, he he came out um and and said, you know, it's been a frustrating season for him. And he's been a little too unselfish in letting other guys get some work. You know, I, I think this is going to be a strong finish for him. You know, it's a great matchup, obviously. He didn't have a big game against him in week one. But I think he, you know, rebounds this week. And so I think Olave is a fine start. You know, I think he's a he's a, he's a a good number two receiver. But uh, Kamara's got top ten upside, I think, in, in all formats. I think he scores. I think he's going to catch the ball, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, we'll see if they're able to sort of play themselves back into this to whatever extent they're able to with the Bucks not, you know, clinching the division. They, they have... A, a very tough path to get there, but still mathematically alive.
1: Falcons have allowed at least a touchdown, one touchdown to a running back in each of their past seven games. Ooh, nice. So do not get nervous about Kamara Now,
0: somebody asking in the chat is Eric McCoy back. I actually don't know the answer to that. I'll look it up. He did practice this week, so Ooh. he can play Uh Pittsburgh, at Carolina Dave, you answered this earlier. I think you have him back to back Deontay Foreman or
1: Najee Harris. They're back to back Najee. Um, is is a step ahead, but they're, they're almost the same guy. Yeah. Except
0: yeah. Foreman just, he is splitting with Hubbard, but still getting a ton of carries. He's getting almost all of the inside the five yard line work over the last two weeks.
1: Well, sure. Last except for the one that you yeah,
0: scored on. Last that was a week. third down. So they brought it in was. Hubbard for sure. third down. And then that he just scored. but I think it's five to one in uh, carries inside the five yard line, maybe four to one over the last two weeks. Foreman versus Hubbard. Uh, last que- last game here is Giants and Commanders. I already asked uh, you about...
1: Quick thing on, yeah. on Eric McCoy. He is practicing this week. The Saints waived a backup center, Josh Andrews. So it does seem like he's on track to play, and he has been a key to the run game success. Yeah,
0: he's a very good center for the Saints, and as soon as he got hurt, whether it's coincidental or not, that's when the struggle started for Alvin Kamara. Giants at Washington, Darius Slayton or Brian Robinson in full PPR? Jamie.
2: I'll still go Robinson. You know, I just think his matchup is just too good. And, you know, you're talking potentially 20 to 23 to maybe 25 total touches for him. You know, so he's, you know, the only thing that makes me a little concerned about it is anytime you get these guys coming off a bye and they're still dealing with these minor injuries, you know, so he's been on the injury report for two days, limited practice with a foot injury. Hopefully there's nothing to worry about there. But, um, you know, I, I think he's, he's just got an opportunity for a huge game.
0: Okay. Let's go to the Bengals at the Bucks. So I had this all uh, this stat of the game about Joe Burrow without either Higgins or Chase, and those were the three games where Higgins like barely played. I don't really know that this is relevant anymore, because so I feel like Higgins is going to play. <laughs> but in seven games without either Higgins or Chase, and again, that's three games where Higgins did technically play but barely, uh, Burrow really hasn't been that great. He had he had a great game at Pittsburgh, thirty-five points. He had a great half against Carolina, twenty-one points and a half. And other than that, he's been kind of twenty-ish points, nineteen point three to twenty-two point five fantasy points. So, um, I guess the question is, if if Higgins is out, do you have any hesitation starting Joe Burrow?
2: There's uh, only really one guy I think when we talk about these quarterback situations that you would consider, and it's really Mike White. You know, so if he's if he's available to you, you know, then I think you can consider that. But, you know, do, do you have Burrow and Fields? You know, maybe some people have that decision yeah. to make. Do you have Burrow and Josh Allen, according to you? Um, <laughs> you might have that decision to make. But I, I think, you know, if, if you can it, – it feels like it's going to be a bad week for quarterbacks, you know, aside from maybe, you know, three or four guys that have the chance to really light things up. Like, Lawrence has been fantastic, but it's hard to see him having a huge game against the Cowboys. You know, Fields has been fantastic. It's hard to see him having a huge game against the Eagles. You know, there are just a few of those situations. So Burrow, to me, feels like one of those situations. Now, I think v, uh, Vita Vea not being there can kind of go one or two ways because he's not just a great run stopper. He's clearly a great you know, push-the-middle-of-the-pocket and, yes. and, and make things uncomfortable for quarterbacks. And their secondary hasn't been as fantastic as it has been in years past. So, I mean, he can get a two-touchdown game from Jamar Chase by himself. And then you're looking at can he find a third touchdown someplace else. So I'm not benching Joe Burrow, but I can see if somebody really wanted to go the, the Mike White path just because there's a potential for a huge game for him.
1: I'm starting Burrow over Mike White, even if there is no T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. If T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd play, and really, if it's if just one of them plays, but preferably if it's Higgins, then I think Burrow's got a chance to be one of those quarterbacks that just crushes this week. Yeah, like he will move up considerably in the rankings if if we get a report that T. Higgins is going to go. It,
0: I, okay, I think honestly, the trickier one is going to be Burrow
2: or Fields. Where are you guys on Burrow. that? Burrow? Ready for Burrow. Uh, yeah. If if there is no Higgins, I would go Fields.
0: And Dave, if there is no Higgins, you'd stick it with Burrow. Burrow. All right. Yep. Any hesitation on Joe Mixon?
2: No, especially no. if A is out. No way.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. Jamar Chase is a start. Do you trust T Higgins? God, that's this guy is. <laughs> don't if he does it two weeks in a row. Four o'clock game too. It's happened three times. It's happened three times this year where he's come out. So early in the game, um, and twice it was like a re-injury. So I think anyway, do you trust T. Higgins this week?
2: I think I gotta hear from somebody saying he is good to go, no issues, hmm. and that's got to be like a pre-game thing. So you gotta have somebody ready to to swap out with him if you can't, you know. So I guess the easiest one, just because he's available everywhere, would be Trent Irwin, you know. So if you just want, okay, I need to guarantee myself four to five points. Stick in the back up there. So you could do that. But, I mean, last week was terrible. Absolutely terrible. It cost people
1: fantasy spots. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you're starting Pittman over Higgins unless you get a report before Saturday saying that Higgins is good to go. Same thing with Thielen. You probably have to start start
2: Thielen over him anyway at this point.
0: You know who you could pivot to? Is Nelson Nelson Aguilar, five percent rostered? Doesn't look great for Parker or Myers right now, and he's at Las Vegas.
2: So, yeah, at ten targets too.
0: Yeah, if you want to play that game, but but even if he's even if he's active, you know, are, are you going to start T Higgins given what we've seen lately with his? I, I think
2: injuries? again, it comes down to you know who else you have and what the reports are. You know, so if he gets in a full practice today then you feel a lot better about it. If he gets, you know, to Saturday night and we get the the Schefter or rappaport you know, reports that despite the hamstring, lingering hamstring injury he's going to play, then you have a decision to make, yeah. you know. So, I, I mean, for me, again, I would I would play Pittman over him barring the full report, you know, today. Uh, but I think I might do that anyway just because I'm, I'm a little concerned that the re-aggravation. But, you know, hopefully he's fine. You know, it, he's, he's a superstar.
0: Okay. And what if he doesn't play and Tyler Boyd does play? Where would you, Dave, where would you rank Tyler Boyd in that scenario? No Higgins, yes, Boyd.
1: I'll rank Boyd close to a number two wide receiver in PPR and a high end number three
2: in non PPR. Yeah, mid mid level at best, number three receiver. He was terrible without Higgins, without chasing the field. So I don't really see much difference with out Higgins on the field.
0: Okay, Tom Brady, try to avoid him. He's gonna throw probably 70 times for 214 yards and one touchdown. Um, I don't know. There's really not much to say there. The Bengals' pass defense has been very good all year. They gave up the sixth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. I think the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Fifth, yes. Um, fifth or sixth, sure. And <laughs>
2: it, was, it was fourth, fourth last week, and then I think People's Jones game pushed them down a the spot.
0: Okay. Um. They- oh. So yeah. All right. Godwin and Evans. Jamie, do you like them this week?
2: Um, Godwin is a number two receiver, so you know backing off a little bit from where he's been. You know, top ten guy for the you know previous probably four or five weeks. Uh, Evans number three receiver at best. You know, uh, closer yeah. to where I would put Boyd. Um, He's been terrible. Uh, a lot of this obviously is on Brady. The the lack of the the connection down the field. And again, you could say the pass interference call two games ago and the holding call that negated the play last week. He still has back to back games of four catches. You know, so it's it's just not. Mike Evans right now. So could it happen? Yes. Is it a matchup that you want to trust it to happen? No. And so for me, I, I try to avoid Evans if you can.
0: I think Chris said yesterday on our live stream that Mike Evans has lost forty fantasy points to penalties. <laughs> is that Great. the, the most most in the NFL, but it you know it is something. But
2: yeah, they're trying. I mean, you know, it's it, it's like when you say you know it's it's third and long, and you take a shot, you know, with the hope of drawing a pass interference play or, or getting interceptions like punt. I mean you're getting a lot of those, you know, they're 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 trying. Yeah, you know, give them credit, they're trying. But it's it's either Brady can't throw downfield with the same success. Evans is not separating to the same level. He's getting tackled because defenders are 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 not wanting to give up the touchdown or interfering him. You know, so there's just a lot of factors at play right now. Could it happen? Sure. I mean it should have happened last week, but it just didn't.
0: Okay, so if if uh T Higgins plays and you know he's good to go. Higgins or Godwin.
2: Godwin. Godwin
0: Okay. Um, and then Higgins or Evans? Sure. Yeah. Well, I figured it'd be
1: Higgins, but Higgins or Evans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might go Evans. Yeah. Over Higgins? Yeah, because we don't know what we're getting with T. Higgins.
0: It's just because of the injury, right? I mean, you would never. Yeah, 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 game. yeah, yeah.
1: It's not because of anything
0: else. All right. So then uh, Rashad White, we talked about a little bit earlier. Did you just want to sit Leonard Fournette? He also is getting, you know, his five catches or so.
1: Sure. He doesn't have the same upside as White. And last week, he didn't get nearly as many carries as White. There's no reason to believe that he's suddenly going to flip that script and he'll get 12 carries and White only gets five. They might be closer in carries this week. Or they might just be another game where Tom Brady's throwing the ball like nuts.
2: Yeah, Fournette's a high-end in PPR. Somebody you should avoid in nine and a half.
0: Right, would you start um, Rashad White or, or Mike Evans?
1: White. I'll take Evans.
0: Godwin or Mike White? Or, sorry, Rashad White.
2: Godwin. Godwin.
1: Okay.
0: Moving on. Our next game. By the way, do you like the Bengals DST?
2: Uh, eh. I like Brady's turn the ball over a lot.
1: They're a low-end start for me.
0: Okay, moving on. Our next game, the Rams are at the Packers on Monday night. Here's your profile of the game. It is on
2: Christian Watson. Adam, would you rather go to Buffalo, Miami, and sit in snow? mm -hmm. That could be up to nine inches, but 27 degrees. Or go to Lambeau Field, where it's five degrees?
0: I could drive to Buffalo, so
2: (laughs) uh, I'd rather go to Buffalo. You live in both places, but you can teleport to either one.
0: I'd rather go to Buffalo and sit in the snow. Yeah,
1: the five degrees is just brutal. Have you ever been to a Packers game before? No take in the experience and go to Lambeau field, even if it's free. I mean, you're making it sound
2: like the Bill's yeah. mafia is not fun.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. I'd re- Bill's I'd mafia is fun. But if you had to pick one experience over the
2: other, which one do you take?
1: I go to green Bay.
2: Yeah. Is that as, as somebody who's been there? It's awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Right. Is there once, what's the Have one you been stadium? Buffalo, James? I've never been to Buffalo. No.
0: Have you? Okay. No. What's the so one we, stadium that you guys would, if you could go to, would go to
2: Lambo. Uh, that I haven't been to, um, Uh, Arrowhead.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think I've got a top three. A bucket list, if you will. Go ahead. Lambo, Arrowhead, and uh, where the 12s are in Seattle. That'd
2: be going to...
0: Mm, I, it's not going to be popular, but every time I see SoFi Stadium on TV, I like that seems like a pretty cool place. I'd like to go there, mm-hmm. but but not from an you
1: know not from an atmosphere standpoint. Unless unless
0: like the Packers or the Steelers were playing there, then maybe it'd be great
1: atmosphere. Or right, if re- you like really loud public address announcements. Uh, awesome place to go. <laughs>
0: All right, so here we go. Rams and Packers. Your profile of the game is on Christian Watson. He has a target share of twenty three point three percent or higher in three of his last four games. Uh, he has at least one end zone target in each of his last four games. He's crushing Alan Lazard in, in red zone targets in those four games. Lazard has one. Watson has five. Uh, but the problem is he's a very high route depth, high dot guy. And I won't give you all the names, but if you look at the leaderboard in route depth and dot, it is really not a good fantasy list. <clears throat> so Watson has been consistent with a profile that does not lend itself to consistency, on the other hand, he is getting a lot of end zone and red zone targets. So, <clears throat> you know, the the naysayers would, would say, hey, you guys are too high on Christian Watson. He's Gabe Davis. He's got a lot of downside. Do you feel like you're factoring that in, Jamie? And, you know, what do you think? Do you think he has that downside or do you think he's safer than people than some people might make the case against, you know?
2: I mean, there's, there's obviously downside with a player like this, you know, so he doesn't score, you know, doesn't have a big play. You know, clearly you're going to be frustrated and disappointed, but. You know, you're talking about a guy that had six touchdowns in a three-game stretch and you know was was looking like a rock star. Um and everything that you hope for him to be, you know, as the as the potential lead receiver for the Packers when they drafted him. So how can you get away from that if he's helped you get to this point? Uh it's it's clearly some factors, you know, you could see. You can see maybe Ramsey, you know, shadowing him and sure. and taking him away. Uh that that would be frustrating. Um, but you know, I I trust Aaron Rodgers at home. He's been very good in, in his building. Certainly, his last two games. I trust the fact that there's probably not going to be a, a, a significant pass rush on him to the same level with Don, Don, Donald not playing uh, for for the Rams, despite the fact what Matt Lafleur said. So um, he's a playmaker. You know, and and right now he's hot. So hopefully the the bye week and the weather doesn't cool him off, and and he has another big game.
1: Okay. First of all, I don't know if Ramsey can run with him. I don't know if anybody can run with Christian Watson, and it's eight touchdowns in his last four games. He's been incredible. There's a part of the profile you missed, Adam Azer. He's played 90% of the snaps each of his last, is it last four games? It's each of his last two, and I think it's 80% each of the past four. So he's playing a ton. He's got at least six targets in each of his past four. The touchdowns are flowing out like water from a faucet. Jamie nailed it. You can't sit this guy. There's just way too much upside. I've got him as a number two wide receiver.
0: Okay, we'll stick with the Packers and then we'll knock out the Rams in a little bit. Uh, a lot of teams have done that this year. <laughs> but uh, Aaron Rodgers.
2: Aaron Rodgers uh, or Mike White? White. Uh, White, but it's close. You know, Rodgers is one of those guys that I think, you know, if if he had been playing a little bit better and you felt a little bit more confident in him, he, he does have a... I think a, an easy path to success here. You know, the, mm-hmm. the Rams, while they looked great last week, I don't know how much of that was them or Derek Carr just, you know, vomiting on himself. But I, I think Rodgers, you know, at home, who knows how many more games he's going to play in Lambeau if, if he decides to hang it up. And as you've, you know, alluded to, since you're uh, the biggest Jordan Love fan I've ever met, um, that he could be starting soon. <laughs> so I, I think this is an opportunity, primetime game. You know, Rams probably feeling themselves a little bit. I think it's a little, you know, over overhyped after the win last week. That he has, you know, a better game. Now the the flip side of that is, he just played the Bears and had a very minimal stat line. So they can win this game without him doing a hell of a lot. But I still think I, I feel like he can get you to that twenty to twenty two point threshold. And he's been twenty three plus points in his last two home games.
1: Guess what area of the passing game the Rams defense has been bad at in their past two games? The deep ball. The deep ball on. Pass plays of fifteen plus air yards. They've allowed six completions of twenty plus yards. That's just in their last two games, and almost six yards after catch per reception. But they were so it's, good. It, it was so sets up so well.
0: I mean, the thing about the Rams is they were surprisingly very good at Kansas City. They held Mahomes to nineteen points. They they played much better than we thought. They were dreadful against Geno Smith, and then they com- destroyed the the uh, Raiders offense. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So it's kind so of one thing about them is that they, they are getting crazy pressure in the last two games without Aaron Donald. Their pass rush pressure rate is like 40 percent plus. And in one game they blitz like crazy in the other game they didn't. So it'll be a little bit of a challenge. The Packers are going to have to figure out how to block that. But Rodgers can beat the blitz. He's been doing that for years.
0: All right. Let's uh, we'll speed it up a little bit here. Start Aaron Jones. Sit A.J. Dillon. I know he's a little hot right now, but sit Dillon.
2: Yeah, I mean, the only thing that you look at is that Dylan's resurgence has sort of coincided with this shin ankle injury that Aaron Jones has been dealing with. And so it was the game where he got hurt two games ago. Dylan finished the game, had a good good stat line. Then their game last week against the Bears, close to the Bears, he had a big stat line. So I think if you're in a pinch, he's not horrible, better in non-PPR, but I would prefer to send him.
1: Starter said Alan Lazard, Dave. I would try and get away from Alan Lazard. Um, might not even be a number three receiver. And first, I think he's the one that gets hurt with Dobbs coming back, not Watson.
0: In his first seven games, Lazard had 10 red zone targets. In his last four, he has one. I said that earlier. Watson has five. Okay.
2: Uh,
0: tight end. No. How about the Rams? Cam Akers? Any interest in Cam Akers? Anybody?
2: He's fine in the How end desperate zone. desperate are you? And the Packers are going to have given a lot of rushing touchdowns lately. So mm-hmm. better in yeah. non PPR than anything else. Yep.
0: Okay, so uh, I'm assuming he's behind like Najee Harris, Deontay Foreman.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. How about Antonio Gibson or Cam Akers?
2: Um, I would start Gibson. I would start Akers over Gibson in non PPR. I would start um, Akers over Fournette in non PPR.
1: I've got Akers over him in both. Do you have any interest in
0: anyone in the Rams passing game?
1: I am curious to see how Ben Skoranek and Tutu Atwell do. No one really wants to buy into them after the the first game against the Raiders. I don't think this is necessarily a, a big challenge for them. This defense has proven to be not that great in Green Bay. And so I, I almost think you're, you're going to keep an eye on them and not start them. And you're going to hope that they do well, probably not even for next week against Denver, but for week 17 against the Chargers.
0: Okay, so it's just, just to keep an eye on situation. Let's go to our next game here. It's a Saturday game. It is Indianapolis at Minnesota. And uh yeah, I don't I don't think I have a stat of the game for this one. That's okay. So for the Colts, yes, we love Pittman. Pittman or Christian Watson? Watson.
2: Uh Pittman and PPR.
0: Jonathan Taylor, any hesitation?
2: Zero. Nope. Half five running back.
0: Dalvin Cook, any
1: hesitation? Um, not enough to to pull him from your lineup, unless you've got Cowboys running backs.
2: They've given the up the, the last two weeks in terms of running back touchdowns. Like, just a crazy number. It's uh, uh, the six Cowboys. touchdowns, I think, the last two weeks.
0: Was the Cowboys, and then it the, was the week before. The
2: Steelers.
0: Uh, Benny Snell and Najee Harris each scored. Yeah. Um, Yes. It's, seven, it's six five.
1: touchdowns in the past two games, oh, seven wow. total in oh. four games that Jeff Saturday's coach.
0: Malik Davis. I forgot about Malik
1: Davis. <laughs> they were
0: doing pretty well against the run before the Cowboys. In fact, honestly, the Cowboys game was by far their worst game. They were solid defense before that. Um, all right. Uh, Paris Campbell. Any interest in Paris Campbell against a team that's, what did I say? They've given up like double-digit PPR fantasy points to 10 wide receivers in their last three games or something, Minnesota. It's going to be
2: crazy. Uh, DFS. I am thinking I'm going to start him.
0: Nine wide receivers, double-digit PPR fantasy points in their last three games. Aguilar, Parker, two Jets, four Lions. <laughs> uh, this defense is so bad for the Vikings. Um, no interest in Jelani Woods, I assume. Kirk Cousins. Starter sit, Jamie. Kirk Cousins first, or Aaron Rodgers, and then just overall starter sit.
2: Uh, I would start Kirk Cousins. I think it's three of the last four have gotten at least 21 points against the Colts. So that's probably his floor. Um, Not a big game. So you don't have to worry about any, you know, those issues for (laughs) for Cousins. And not really a big pass rush. I think that's going to be a problem for him. So Derisaw should be back as well. Uh, That should help on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. So I think Cousins is in a pretty good spot. You know, the secondary has done a nice job. But I think as we've noted time and time again that a lot of it is some of the quarterbacks that they played. Uh, I think Cousins has a chance to not necessarily light them up, but be, be safe enough as a mid-level number one quarterback.
0: Okay. And you know, no Kenny Moore for the second game. Prescott scored 22 fantasy points in the, the last game against the Colts. So Cousins or Fields?
2: Fields. Uh, I have Cousins higher.
0: Oh. Cousins.
2: Yeah, or- I mean, Cous- Cousins is probably safer, but Fields obviously has a much higher ceiling.
0: Cousins or Dak and Lawrence?
2: Uh, I'd go Dak, Cousins, Lawrence.
0: Same. Okay. Dalvin Cook or Damian Harris if Ramondre Stevenson is out? We love Jefferson, Sit Thielen. This, This is the worst matchup for number two wide receivers. There has been one good number two wide receiver this year against the Colts. It was Michael Gallup who caught two touchdowns last week, but he had 23 yards. Now, are they going to start giving up re- production to number two receivers without Kenny Moore there? I don't know, but so far they ha- they allow the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers.
2: Sit Thielen. I think it was Gallup. I think it was Noah Brown.
0: Oh, was it? I
2: thought. It- uh, no, I think it was. Gallup. Oh, I'm sorry. You said two- you said last week. It was two games ago. Two. Well, games it was
0: ago. last week. I'm sorry. Last game for the Colts. Last game. Yeah. Two games ago for the
2: Cowboys. Yeah. I know Noah-, Noah Brown outscored Michael Gallup, and I didn't remember him scoring two touchdowns, but last week right. two- the-, the the 33 point fourth quarter. Yes.
0: Um, all right, TJ Hawkinson. I feel like Dave, you were a little bit lower on him, or am I wrong? I saw you, were, you had an under on his prop total.
1: I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm taking the under on the yardage prop, but I still think he gets a lot of catches. I'm ranked as a top five fantasy tight and end in PPR.
0: Start Hawkinson, sit the Vikings yeah. DST even in a good matchup, and we will take a break and come back and talk about the Eagles and the Bears. Not an interesting game from an NFL perspective, most likely, but very interesting from a fantasy perspective. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today.
2: Another day is here,
0: and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is
0: only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDIC.
1: Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has. Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. All
0: right, Eagles at Chicago here, and I already gave you this stat, but here it is. In nine games with Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith was the number 35 wide receiver per game. He had one game with 169 yards two games with 80 to 87 yards, and four six games with 44 or fewer yards. Um, also, a weird note, only two wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, and a, no, this can't be right. I think only two wide receivers all season have had more than eight targets against the Bears, Jefferson and Amandra St. Brown. That's wild. Uh, I'll double-check on that, but... I'm looking right now. yeah. But you get it. I mean, you—they're going to run the ball off. More than eight. Yeah, more than eight.
2: Now why? Uh, Jefferson and Maroce. <laughs> yes, there have been a handful with eight.
0: So it's hard for me to project more than eight targets for my, for Devontae Smith. He's always, you know, can beat you over the top. The Bears are terrible. But I, I think I was a little surprised at where you guys had him ranked. You had him ranked around 18th. Was that assuming Goddard was going to play?
2: Uh, I, no, I haven't adjusted Smith with putting Goddard in. That's a mistake by me. So uh, we ranked Goddard, and I didn't lower Smith. Okay, yeah, same thing here.
0: All right. So what do you think you'll end up with Smith? Like,
1: who would you put ahead of him? It's that time what of year. Uh, We're number receiver. Yeah, like if he's if if you're expecting him, you, we it's hard to expect the Eagles to throw the ball a ton in this game anyway. Right. I'd be surprised if it's.
2: Well, they want to. That's times. that's the thing. It's they do what they want to. <laughs>
1: They they pretty much do. I don't think Chicago's gonna suddenly, you know, build a strong run defense coming off the bye.
2: The only thing that I think that you can hope for is this is a game where you get your MVP numbers for Dalen Hurts. Like he can he can put himself in a better standing with a huge statistical performance. So yeah, but he
1: can do that without Devontae Smith going off. Too. Uh,
2: he certainly could. He absolutely could. And and it could be we gotta get Goddard back going and we gotta make sure we get him, you know, seven plus targets to see how he's doing with the shoulder. Um, they obviously don't want to, you know, screw around and get a uh, take a loss and have the Dallas situation like what happened to them last week, where they nearly lose to the Texans. So, but if if things are going right and Jalen Hurts hasn't had a very ha- hasn't had many mistake prone games this season, if at all, so I I think you can still see throw to uh, throw to win, run to throw to score, run to win, and you know have uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, get you know his pass attempts out of the way early.
0: Yeah. All right. So. Uh, you would start Christian Watson over Devontae Smith, start Michael Pittman over Devontae Smith, but not like Alan Lazard, not Mike Evans, not Gabe Davis. No. no. Okay. So, Miles Sanders uh, is a top 12 guy, in even in PPR. He should have it. He's When he has had good matchups, he has had big games, and this is a very good matchup. Uh, yesterday, we did that poll, would you consider sitting Josh Allen? And I think 16% said yes. What do you think it would be for Jalen Hurts?
1: One percent, zero. Maybe. It would
0: be zero percent, <laughs> which is my point, which is why I won that argument, Jamie. I don't know what, what other you label want? you're going to assign me what? this week, uh but uh, if I, I
1: dare I, ask what this was.
0: I just said we're going to get some point. questions about Josh Allen this week. People are going to be a little nervous. Some people are going to be. Like, I've gotten no, so literally
2: no, no questions. About I've gotten Josh several. Adam has his burner accounts ready to go to ask himself questions <laughs> about sitting Josh Allen.
0: I think the weather. <laughs> it's good because people freak out about weather.
2: Oh look, it's Big Kane one wants to know does uh... <laughs> no, he's taken?
0: If we're up to Big oh, Kane look, it's five. Big Kane now. three. Oh, all right, start AJ Brown, uh, Dallas Goddard. If he plays, where are you going to rank him?
2: Uh, we top have 10. ranked him so top top ten.
0: Yeah, yeah top I actually, I'm
1: sixth in PPR. I'm expecting him kind of like what Jamie said. Get him back in the swing of things.
0: Yeah, right. That's the other thing about Devontae Smith is maybe we just we shouldn't expect Dallas Goddard to have his normal role. Smith is kind of rolling right now, so it could be a better scenario than what it was in those first nine games.
2: This is, you know, when when you ask where we have him ranked, it it always comes down to, for most people, who do you have on your team? You know, we can never answer that. So, you know, I'm going to drop Smith probably six or seven spots. He's still going to be a starter. So I'm I'm not running away from Devontae Smith. I'm nervous about him with Dallas Goddard playing because of what you illustrated, but I'm not going to bench him.
0: Would you guys start Ingram, Njoku, Dulcich over Dallas Goddard?
2: Yes.
1: I would start Ingram, Nj- Njoku over him, but not Dulcich.
0: Look at this comment from Ethan. Hey, Adam, you're the best host ever. I love your hair. Sit Josh Allen this week? That's what I'm talking about. This is what people are talking about on the internet, guys. <laughs> uh, your hair uh,
2: and sit Josh Allen.
0: Let's talk about Justin Fields a I little bit. I can wait to
2: hear Dan's take on your sit Josh Allen today.
0: I didn't say to sit Josh Allen. God. Uh, Justin Fields is, last I checked, fifth for Jamie and eighth for Dave and Heath. So for Jamie, it's Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Fields. For Dave, it's Hurts, Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Prescott, Burrow, Cousins, Fields. Um, do you guys want to talk about it? it is the Eagles. They're terrific. Last time out, he only scored 19.3 fantasy points. Uh, Dave, you want to talk about Justin Fields real quick?
1: You know what the deal is, he's a tremendous runner and those yards add up quick for fantasy numbers. But it's what does he do through the air? Is Chase Claypool even going to matter? Does it matter if he plays or doesn't play? The offensive line's going to be an issue. I'm very nervous about what Justin Fields produces through the air. Can he get you can he get you 200 yards and a passing touchdown? Okay, Because if he can get you that and he gets you great numbers like he usually does on the ground, it's going to be a no-brainer. He's a must-start type of a guy. And he's basically dollars. a must-start quarterback anyway. But I'm a little nervous about the upside, and I like those other quarterbacks better.
0: In his last two games, Justin Fields has uh, an off-target percentage of of ten per- lower than 10% each of the last two games. That's really good considering he's still throwing the ball downfield. So it's not enough yet to say we're definitely seeing improvements, but... It's a good trend. He, he's been much more accurate. He's still yeah. throwing downfield. He he basically, I mean, 20 of 25 for 254 yards last week. No touchdowns, two interceptions. One of them was a desperation interception. Uh, sorry, two weeks ago, last game at the Packers. All right, so he's a start. Um, Going to start him over Dak Prescott. Uh, no, not mm, Dave, no, not Dave. Not Dave. Jamie is just barely. Over Lawrence, sorry. Over Lawrence. Over, uh, (laughs) it depends who you like. Over Mike White, over Aaron Rodgers. Dave Montgomery, we've talked about a lot. Mid-range number two. Pacheco, Montgomery. Dobbins, Montgomery. Who do you like?
2: Uh, Pacheco and Dobbins, better.
1: Dobbins, Montgomery. Uh, No, give me me Pacheco. Definitely a non-PPR. Full PPR. Pacheco is ranked one spot higher than Montgomery for me. Yeah, Pacheco is my favorite of that group. How about a
0: banged up... Over Dobbins. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Start of the week, man. How about a banged up uh, Amari Cooper or David Montgomery?
2: Montgomery. Sounds about right.
0: Cole Komet or Dallas Goddard?
2: Uh,
1: Komet. I currently have Goddard ranked one spot higher than Komet. I'm going to change it because of well, we've been talking about with the Eagles offense. All right. I'd start both over Mark Andrews.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Start the kind of Eagles done with Mark Andrews.
0: DST. Oh, don't say that. I need him in a big way this
2: week. I, I, I felt the same way until Huntley was starting. I feel much better about him now. With Huntley. They're going to run the ball like
1: crazy. They're going to have 40 rush attempts.
0: <laughs> Atlanta's at New Orleans. That of the game that hopefully doesn't mean anything in their last four games. No wide receiver has more than 60 yards against the Falcons. Only Darnell Mooney has scored in that game. They have faced pretty easy competition. DJ Moore, Mooney, Terry McLaurin, he was bad. The Steelers. But I hope that doesn't hold up because I assume you guys like Chris Olave this week. True or false, you like Chris Olave
1: this week.
2: Low end number two receiver, yeah. Like.
0: Devontae Smith or Chris Olave?
1: It'll end up being
2: Olave.
0: Let me just ask you real quick about the Falcons. Are you starting any Falcons?
2: No.
1: (laughs) I think Drake London has mild appeal as a number three receiver in full PPR.
0: Okay, if Brandon Cooks is out, would you go Chris Moore or Drake London?
1: More London. Jamie's right. It's Chris
2: Moore. (laughs) Uh, I heard somebody say he's top twenty four stairs this
0: week. I didn't hear anybody say that. I heard somebody say he's be around there, but you know. I also did not say that Mike White was Tom Brady, so that's something that Jamie's perpetrating on the internet. these days. You
2: said he will be like Tom Brady or Matt Ryan.
0: No, I said he his a dot has been like that. Um anyway, Okay, Saints, your overall level of confidence in the Saints, they have had a really tough schedule lately. This is must be a breath of fresh air. But the Falcons actually defensively they haven't I feel like they haven't been that bad lately unfortunately but they have faced some bad offenses
2: Saints will win Falcons will cover it's what they do
0: what what is your overall level of confidence in the Saints offense Dave
1: higher than it's been
2: in a month and a half
1: <laughs> and you can say that the Falcons have been good defensively I'll say my stat again about running backs at least one touchdown to one of them in each of their past seven games. I'm totally on board with Kamara. I actually think Taysom Hill can find some good numbers this week running the ball for the Saints. Olave is a low-end number two receiver. He's got great upside. Is there anybody else in that passing game? I'm not going to tell you to start Landry. I'm not going to tell you to start Dalton.
0: How about Jawan Johnson?
1: Nah.
2: He may not play.
0: Right. He's been practicing.
1: Well, if he doesn't play, how about Taysom Hill? How about
0: a tight end for the Saints? Do you have any interest? It's Taysom Hill.
1: especially in non PPR because he barely gets any catches, but last four weeks, he's been playing at least 40% of the snaps. We'll see what that looks like coming out of the bye. He's been effective for them. They score points with him. They're going to use him.
0: He's been pretty awful though in recent games, except when Jawan Johnson was out, he had a touchdown catch. He doesn't usually go downfield and catch passes.
1: Nope. He was just, it was a coverage breakdown and Dalton saw him and threw him the ball.
0: Um. All right, I was going to say something about wide receivers against Atlanta. There have been 18 wide receivers with seven or more targets against the Falcons. Fifteen of them have scored more than 12 PPR fantasy points. Can we please give Chris Olave seven or more targets? It does not happen consistently enough. He may not need that, though. I hope not, but... Uh, all right, Alvin Kamara or Miles Sanders? Sanders.
2: Sanders. Kamara and PPR.
0: All that should give you an idea of how they feel about Alvin Kamara. He is a must start guy. Uh, Kamara or Aaron Jones?
2: Jones. Uh, Jones.
0: And that's the end of that chapter. Uh, Saints DST, Jamie likes him. Dave does not. You
1: always do that. What? That's the end of that chapter, and then you comment on something. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's not my
0: plan, and then I see it in the notes. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Pittsburgh and Carolina,
2: stat of the game. It's interesting. You did a whole game without talking about a new quarterback for, for a new team.
0: I said, you know, <laughs> is there anyone you want to start? How about this? I think they are averaging like something like 170 passing yards per game with Marcus Mariota.
1: You may change. Yeah,
0: I feel like that could only get better. I don't know if it'll be this week. but <laughs>
1: It could get worse. Yeah, that's, that's really low. Can I float a conspiracy theory?
0: Oh, it's not the end of that
1: chapter. Go ahead. And now we're reopening the chapter. They are reluctantly starting Desmond Ritter. Mariota's hurt, and so they really didn't have a choice. Because technically, they're still in the, the race for the division. Yeah. The NFC South is so bad.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Can I go back to the next chapter?
1: ET is real. mm <laughs>
0: Pittsburgh, Carolina, stat of the game. The Steelers have allowed 15 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in 9 of 13 games. And in their last three games, they're allowing 5.3 yards per carry to running backs. And they're so much worse with Larry Ogunjobi off the field, so check on his status. It's setting up for a really good run game for the Panthers, guys. Why is it that you don't have Foreman higher? Because I feel like he was something like... I feel like he was higher last week than he is... This week, I know he didn't exactly come through last week, but he's barely a top like 26th for you guys, 24th.
2: I, I think, as, as Heath said yesterday, you have to wonder if, you know, go back to when McCaffrey was traded and we were unsure how it was going to be split between Foreman and Hubbard. You know, our, I, I believe our thoughts collectively, you know, might have been different for whoever individually were Foreman probably on rushing downs and Hubbard probably on passing downs with... Maybe mixing and matching in some cases for each of the guys, Hubbard clearly getting more of an opportunity to run the ball than Foreman catching the ball. And so Foreman then hurts his ankle in that game. I'm excuse me, Hubbard then hurts his ankle in that game and, and, and Foreman takes off. And now Hubbard is, I believe, three games removed from coming back from the ankle injury and taking on more work each week. And so could there still be uh, a 50-50 split? Could there be maybe a little bit more slanting in, in Hubbard's favor? It doesn't seem that way, but you know, you also have Blackshear now working in as well. So there, there's a few different things at play when it comes to this Panthers backfield. So I, I think form is still the safe of the two. You know, in the league's where I have him, I'm starting him. Um, but it's it's not a bad week for running backs, as, you know, we've sort of alluded to with, you know, no teams on a bye. So he, he's right in the in the number two running back mix for sure. You know, if if you want to start him ahead of, you know, Harris or um, Brian Robinson or Rashad White or any of these other guys that we've we've talked about, I, I totally get that. That's fine. But I think you got to, you know, format matters. Um, he's not gonna be involved in the passing game. You saw you saw the the flaw, the pitfall last week if he doesn't score. You know, yeah. so empty stat line.
0: But that is honestly almost any running back that we've a lot of those running backs, right? That's Dobbins, that's Pacheco, that's Brian Robinson. Um, they yeah. maybe get a little bit more passing game work, not Dobbins than Foreman. But yeah, what does Foreman have in his last he's like over 20 carries in three of his last four games or something like that? Mm-hmm. And they you know, are. No,
2: are they getting thirty plus carries this week? I think so. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but you know you can't necessarily bank on it.
0: You're right. You can't. Hubbard had 14 carries last week, and Foreman had 21, and he has 21 or more in four of his last six
1: games. But this what should I can be tell you, you is, the better game. those running backs do, the worse it is for DJ Moore. And of course, you who's can the, just write off DJ Moore. Who's
0: the best wide receiver in this game?
2: Deontay Johnson. Deontay.
0: And, and he is what? Number
2: three. three, top thirty, PPR. Yep. If it's Trubisky start starting, Evans. go ahead, Jamie. I'm sorry. I, I start him over Evans. I start him over Thielen. and I start him over. Um, trying think the other guys we've talked about. Um,
0: not Devont, not the uh, Devontae Smith,
2: right? No, no, not Olave. Um, Gabe Davis in PPR.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, here's the, the numbers. Number,
2: you know, we we talk about the heights of Garrett Wilson, which is clearly much different without Zach Wilson. Um, without Kenny Pickett, it's been good for... That's right. Deontay Johnson.
0: Oh, yeah, his right. four best games have been the first three games of the season with Trubisky, and then last week when Trubisky played almost the entire time. Now, there were two games where Trubisky and Pickett split, and in those two games, he did not catch a single pass from Trubisky, and all of his production came from Pickett. Uh, it's kind of weird, so I don't know what to make of it because those first three games, I mean, Pickens were the first three games of his career. He wasn't doing anything. Um, but, and also you got this Mason Rudolph thing and Jamie already said, short sure, leash you think for, for Trubisky. Uh, so here's a tough one in
2: PPR. Rudolph might actually be the best thing for him because he has the maybe, most support with him. Maybe
0: he, he wants, he wants Rudolph to play. He's basically said, um, Deontay Foreman or Najee Harris or Deontay Johnson. Who's your favorite in full PPR?
1: Deontay. Was that a joke? No. Because you got a Dante and a Deontay. No, not a joke. Okay. Oh! Uh, I've got Najee and Foreman back-to-back, so they're at the top. Deontay Johnson behind them.
2: The, I mean, you, you you see right now, if those two guys don't score, it could be absolutely atrocious.
1: So Deontay
0: Johnson is your favorite, not Deontay Foreman.
2: Deontay Johnson and PPR is my favorite. Okay, that
0: was... I didn't catch that, Dave. <laughs> good, good job. Uh, all right. Is, is that it for this game? I mean, we didn't really talk that much about Najee, but everything we said about... Foreman, they're ranked very similarly. So, right.
1: Oh, Pat Fryermuth. Um, Chuba's Friar-Muth. a flex if you're desperate. Fryermuth's a low end starting tight end. I wouldn't use Pickens. And DJ Moore, I would try and stay away. The from. end of that
0: chapter. Do you,
1: which DST? Frank Louvu is a good <laughs> IDP option. Which uh, DST do you
0: prefer this game? Panthers or Steelers?
1: Steelers. I think I might take the Panthers. All right.
0: Last game Giants, Commanders. Sunday oh Sunday night big game.
2: Oh singing.
0: And uh they you know t- you said
2: you could drive to Buffalo. I'm sure it's a closer drive to go to yeah, Washington.
0: Not not that far. I don't think I can make it on time. because so, you know, working, but about four hours. Do you have any interest in starting a quarterback in this game?
2: Uh Daniel Jones isn't horrible. I mean, he's you know, running for enough. I think it's like four games in a row or four of his last five with at least seven points with his legs. So, yeah. you know, that's that's a good floor. Some of it's touchdowns, so you don't necessarily want to count on that. But he had 71 yards rushing against them the last time these two teams met. If he didn't fumble, it's a 21-point game. So, granted, it was overtime. But I, I can see a similar stat line. You know, 201, 50-plus rushing yards. You know, he can do that again. Top 15 quarterback. Okay, I start him over Brady and Watson, for example. Me too.
0: Okay. What about Heineke or Brady and Watson?
2: You just got to worry about the volume there. You know, he did have a good game against them the last time, but it's not typically been their M.O. to let him throw.
0: This might surprise you. The Giants uh, have 16 rushing touchdowns this season, which is the fifth most in the NFL. And they have the ninth most running back rushing touchdowns. And when you think about it, it's just they, they don't have a good offense, but Barkley scores almost every game. Daniel Jones scores, Breida right well getting there so that does help they when they get down there they're very run I think they're very run heavy near the goal line so when they get down there they they tend to give the ball to Barkley a lot and that certainly helps his floor he also has been getting a lot of targets as they've been not winning losing or tying lately uh Darius Slayton Terry McLaurin is a stud starting this week but Darius Slayton uh starter sit how about Deontay Johnson or Darius Slayton
2: Uh, I have Slayton one spot ahead. Um, I have Slayton ahead of those other guys, ahead of Gabe Davis, ahead of Mike Evans, ahead of Adam Thielen, that group.
0: Gabe Davis, interesting. And Mike Evans, interesting. Uh, I can't say the
1: same. Uh, I'm a little bit worried. I think the Washington defense is just playing a little bit better overall. I I don't know about you, Adam. I kind of like what I've seen from Isaiah Hodgins. And he's just giving another option to that offense. Big guy. Seems to
2: run okay routes. Not
1: not a league winner or anything like that, but someone who's getting some work and
2: kind of minimizes Darius Slayton. Some. I mean, he did two games ago, so I don't think it's a problem. And and Richie James may not play too.
0: Yeah, James is making good progress uh, through the concussion protocol. I you know how many times have I said it's rare for a player to. Not miss a game, but that's what's going to happen with Tyler Huntley, and it looks like that's what's going to happen for two Giants who suffered a concussion last week: Jihad Ward on their defensive line and Richie James concussion, and both are on track, looking like they're going to play. The Commanders allow the ninth most completions of twenty-plus air yards. If you want to have a little more confidence in Darius Slayton, because that is Darius Slayton's game. He is might have he has one of the highest a dots in football. He basically needs to catch a deep ball,
1: higher than Christian Watson.
0: Um. I think so, but not Watson over the last four weeks, I think. like Watson for the full season is different than Watson for the last four weeks. Last four weeks, he's like way up there in dot and route depth. Yeah, uh, you look
2: at Slayton just recently, and his two bad games have come against Dallas and Philly. Right. Other than that, he's been pretty awesome.
0: Okay, Daniel Bellinger's a sit. Taylor Heineke's a sit. Antonio Gibson is a flex. Brian Robinson, on the other hand. Dave, you're the highest on him. You have him 16th.
1: Love him, absolutely love him. This week, the workload's been there for four straight weeks. He's their guy at the goal line. He even has two catches in his past two games, and I think this Giants run defense just is not very good, whether Leonard Williams plays or not. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. They are awful. They're awful, awful, and they're not the team that's coming off of a bye. The Commanders are.
0: Yeah, and facing the same opponent, BS, total BS. I, uh,
1: I had no problem starting Robinson over Kenneth Walker in one of my playoff leagues last night. Humble brag.
0: If there's one thing that concerns me with Robinson is that Gibson's only had nine carries each of the last two games, and I don't know if that's just because he's been banged up or not.
1: I hope They're both banged up. They're both banged up, but yeah. it's a little concerning for Gibson. If you recall with Gibson, though, two weeks ago, he was
0: one of those, we'll have to see what happens on Sunday morning, guys.
2: You know. Yes, yeah. you're right.
0: Um, do you have any interest in another wide receiver or anyone else in the passing game other than McLaurin?
2: I mean, it would be Samuel if you're looking at that for the Commanders. And he did score against the Giants, but I think that was more how the game unfolded. You know, So if they run away with the game like they probably should, then it's probably going to be minimal production for Samuel.
1: Did he score? Yeah. I, I thought Dotson scored. I don't think Samuel scored. He had seven targets, six catches, 63 yards. And 23 rushing yards. Dotson had, oh, I'm sorry. had a good game.
0: Yeah, he had a very good game. Dotson also had a good game. Okay. I think, you know, I don't know, who do you guys think wins?
1: Commanders. Commanders.
0: Yeah. Easy or just like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's the thing. (laughs) Sorry, Adam. No, I agree. I mean, I think they're going to win. I think it'll be a close game, but Heineke threw 41 passes against the Giants two weeks ago. That inflated everyone's numbers. Usually he's in the 29 pass range because they run, and they win a lot, and and they run, and they run, and they run. Keep that in mind not so much for McLaurin, but certainly for Samuel and Dotson. But um,
2: like Yeah, I wouldn't start those guys. Yeah.
0: But even for McLaurin, like McLaurin had been a little bit disappointing. He does light up he the just Giants. He destroys
2: really. the Giants,
1: though. Yeah, he does.
0: All right. Commanders DST is top four. I'm starting them over the Cowboys. How about you guys?
1: I don't blame you. I would do the same.
0: Cool. All right. Well, screw you for picking the Commanders, and I will talk to y'all with the mailbag. Oh, to make sure you watch HQ, by the way, noon Eastern and 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. You, guys, you have HQ on Saturday? Is there FFT?
2: Uh, no show.
0: Okay, but on Sunday
2: we'll get there, you ready for HQ that. Every day though, so watch it every day. Yes.
0: Yeah, there is HQ all the time but FFT I meant but um, alright we'll see you on the mailbag later today at 2pm Eastern you'll hear it on uh, Saturday morning if you're a podcast listener not viewer if you want to watch it youtube.com slash Today. thanks to Zach Brook for producing Gabe Richard Jamie Asberg, I'm Adam Azer Michael Machines later